Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jill Lowry, and I'm so excited to be with you today as we talk about what it means to be new in Christ and how we can have new life in Christ. And this whole month, I'm going to be talking about new life in Christ. Today, I've brought in a very special new friend who is going to talk about what it means to belong to Christ and be united with Christ and how Christ coming into our hearts will save us. And I can't wait to introduce her in just a minute. But I would like to just tell you that if you do not know the Lord and Savior and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's never too late. And so I hope that after you hear this very powerful, inspiring story that my special guest will share with you today that you too will want to have a relationship with Jesus. So before we get started, I want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for today. We are so grateful for the people that you put into our lives and those that have pushed us closer to you, who've encouraged us to grow our relationship with you, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you for opportunities to share about what you've done in our lives and to share our story for your glory. And I thank you today for Kara, who's going to share her most powerful, beautiful story of new life that she has found with you. And so, Lord, just help us today to just draw closer to you as we listen to you, as we hear what you're calling us to do, and as we share our love for you with others. We praise you, Lord, and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm going to introduce a special friend of mine. Um, We actually just met not long ago. It was a really cool story. I had been praying, Lord, just bring some friends into my life that I can talk more about Jesus with and even maybe interview and just get to know some some different people and and just to share my faith and to hear about their faith. It's so much fun to talk about Jesus. And so, lo and behold, about a couple months ago, um, I was able to meet someone who's new to the area, to East Texas, and new to the church that I attend, First Baptist Mount Vernon. And she um, was eager to hear about women's ministries and things to get involved in in the church. And so I called her. And we just started talking, and I heard her story, and I'm like, Kara, you've got to come in and share your story. So here she is. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's so good to see you, and I'm glad you came in, and and I'm so excited to share your story about being new in Christ. Well, I'm excited, too. Thank you, Jill. So let's start with, did you grow up in church? Did you grow up going to church? Was Jesus part of your everyday life? Yes. Uh, well, I'd say everyday life, no. But um, growing up from the time I was born 
till all my childhood and my teenage years, I was a Methodist. Um, I went to church with my grandparents, uh, but only in the summertime uh, because I would stay the summers May through August with my grandparents while my mom worked. Um, and so they would take us to church and we'd go to vacation Bible school. And, um, and then during holiday breaks, I would go to the Methodist church. But during the school year, I didn't go to church. Right. Did you? I was very similar the way I was raised. Um, we we went special occasions, and I would also go oh, yeah. with my aunts during during the summer. But did you feel like something was missing the rest of the year? Like, did you want more? Yes, yeah. I always wanted more. I always hoped that my mom would take us to church. Yeah. Um, I loved going to church. Yes. Why did you love church? Explain to maybe some people that don't go to church. What is it that? Well, I loved. Well, I went. Like I said, I went to the First United Methodist uh-huh. Church in McKinney, and it's downtown on the square. Uh-huh. It's an old, old church, and I don't know. I just I loved the organs. I loved listening to the pastor preach and like learning about Jesus, and I loved. The, I just loved the whole thing, the choir. Um, it's just because that was the only time in my life that I got to know Jesus. It was just like a short period of time, like three months. And so I just, I don't know, I just always just was so fascinated about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, I, I just loved yeah, Look. yeah. Just the smile and the joy that he brings, yes. and just being in a in a place where you can worship him, and just the feeling of just that new life and the yes. and the joy and the love and and the sun shining through those stained glass windows, mm-hmm. like at the perfect moment when the choir is singing a hymn. It's mm-hmm. a, those are like my those are my memories. Yes. I've been in that church. My sister actually goes there and was married there. And I, I know the stained glass windows you're talking about. And the way they are is you, when you're looking at the choir, you're actually looking at those windows. Yes. And it's just really pretty. So you had Christ in your life, but you said you really didn't have a relationship with Him. So yeah. explain that because there are people that think, well, I go to church, so I know Jesus. But that's that was the extent of it. I didn't have conversations with Jesus like you know when I got home right at night I didn't didn't talk to him I didn't Mm -hmm. pray Uh, I just lived a a normal life without him you know I knew who he was but that was basically Mm -hmm. the extent of it I didn't talk to him and you know ask him to help me or give him praises and tell him how thankful I am for all my blessings. So it was just church service and that's it. Yeah. So Sundays you'd go and then that Mm -hmm. would be the extent of it. You'd feel good and and feel like you had worshiped and And felt all those things. And then you would go Monday and it just would be a normal week. Yes. Whenever a problem would come up, you just I never went you would to deal Jesus. with it yourself. Yes. And I think a lot of us do that. I mean, that's part of what Jesus says, give your burdens to me. Yes. Come to me. Yes. I'll carry them. But we don't. We we just take everything on and we can't do it. No. We're gonna be a I mean, we're gonna be a wreck if we try to do that. Yes. So did you have times of hardships? Oh yes. That now you look back and you're like, Oh, if I just would have known this, if I just would have had that relationship and called upon him. Yes, and one time I can remember, well, lots of times actually, um, my mother my mother is an alcoholic, and I remember growing up 
seeing my mom. And I, I, later on in life, I did go to Jesus but for my mom, but I wish I would have had a relationship with Jesus because I feel like it would have helped me more so mm-hmm. uh, with my mother mm-hmm. and her addiction to alcohol. Um, but yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't well. know, and I can see that because I had things in my life that I think, well, if I would have just you know asked God to help and and really had that relationship with Jesus in my younger years, yes. then I wouldn't have. Okay, so tell me now, how did you, because you are a strong Christian now, because we've yes. talked, we've talked about our relationship with Christ and what He's done in our lives, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is how we can um, be saved by the power of Christ. We're, we belong to Christ, and we have newness of life. So how did you start your relationship with Christ? How did it grow? Was there a person in your life or circumstances or event? Tell us that part. Yes. So I was truly introduced to Jesus in 2009 when I met. His name was Joseph. He later became my husband. And he's the one who introduced me to Jesus. He was the most God-fearing, Jesus-loving man I have ever known in my whole life. He prayed all day. So uh, he modeled what prayer was. Yes. And he, so that helped you uh, in your prayer life, right? Mm-hmm. And he, we would pray together. Uh, we went to church every Sunday. He would always ask me to pray with him pray before bed, which was something I didn't do before, you know. Mm -hmm. He was the one, oh, and he would teach me. He would pull out the Bible, and he would read things to me and and just teach me everything I could know that I didn't learn from the Methodist Mm -hmm. Church. Mm -hmm. So he was the one. So you were pouring into your Bible. You were reading the scriptures together. Yes. You were praying together. Yes. Wow, that is important. And doing it as a husband and wife brought you closer. You were very close to him yes through Christ I was yes because mm-hmm. we pray before dinner and when I was at home with my mother we didn't pray before mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. and didn't ask God to bless the food or anything mm-hmm. so it was like a whole new world for me yes and I loved it oh yeah I can tell as I'm looking at you that it was almost like wow you just had that new life just yes. again you know we're a fresh start with your relationship with yeah. Jesus. So tell us about your husband and kind of what happened. I know this is part of the the tragic story that you told me. So we'll, we'll go to that part because through this, you're going to see, those of you who are listening, how Kara was raised to um, a new life through even something really hard that has happened. So yeah. go ahead and start from... That part that you want to start with, the, the, the day that that happened. So on December 23rd uh, last year, it was a normal night, just the night before Christmas Eve, and the presents were out, tree was up, everything's ready to go for Jesus' birthday. And right before bed, my husband Joseph, he uh, went to go wash his face and brush his teeth like every other night. And... Um, I remember he, he he was in the bathroom and he he said um, I'm gonna go brush my teeth and wash my face and I said okay uh, just make sure the water's not too cold because it had been very very cold that night and um, he shut the doors 
and within maybe one minute of him shutting the doors, he collapsed on the floor. Uh, he had a massive heart attack in our bathroom. So I saw him on the floor and I began to do chest compressions, um, hundreds of them. And um, that didn't work. So I obviously I went and found my phone and tried to call 911 mm -hmm. as fast as I could. Mm -hmm. And the paramedics arrived, and we were racing down the highway. And I was sitting in the emergency room by myself in this little room, in the family room. And I was praying to God with all my soul, like, please, God. I was saying every prayer I knew. I said, please, God, please, God, don't let him die. I was mm -hmm. on my knees begging mm -hmm. the Lord. And... I ended up getting off the floor and I walked down the long hallway and a ER doctor turned the corner and he looked at me with that look that I'll never forget. He looked at me and he said, I'm so sorry, mm -hmm. we couldn't save him. And mm -hmm. um, I dropped to my knees. My life was forever changed. I'm, mm -hmm. I was 37 years old and I had just lost my whole life, I mean, yeah. my, my best friend. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do? And so the first thing I did was I called um, a pastor to come and pray over Joseph and give him a little final blessing. And I went home that night with my sister and my, my aunt and uncle, and I walked into a house that was no longer a home. Mm, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine and what I, was, you went through. I was thinking, like, you just think, like, mm -hmm. how is it that a person's there right. one moment and then the next moment they're, they're gone? There's mm -hmm. no goodbyes. There's no, you can't tell them anything. You can't say anything. You're just, they're just mm -hmm. gone. So you would tell anyone listening to always, you never know when yeah. something's going to happen. So always tell your loved ones you love them embrace them and yes don't ever go days without speaking to people because you just don't know when they're mm -hmm. not going to be there mm -hmm. because even though I think you had told me a little bit about when you first married he had some health problems a little bit but then there was nothing um, wrong I mean y'all lived a normal life for how long you were married eight years is that um, correct well, I actually buried him on our eight-year wedding anniversary. Oh, and gosh. it was the same day we were married, the same church we were married, at the same time we were married Oh, was his funeral. Mm -hmm. uh, well, let me ask you this. You had prayed, and, and God did not answer the way you were asking. Yes. Do you still believe in the power of prayer? Do you still believe that God is God? And we don't understand, but for His glory— this had to happen this way are you yes 100 percent. never once did i ever question the lord uh, during this whole time because god is all love and he allows bad things to happen in life but it's always for a greater good and a lot of times our own thinking can't process that right. and people some people may want to get angry with the Lord and ask Him why and maybe turn their backs away from Him, but I never had that feeling. I just knew that 
this is what this was God's will and my will and our will is not always God's will and mm-hmm. God's will is perfect and you cannot deny that because God is all love and he would never forsake us and he would never hurt us because mm-hmm. he's love that's right and so i never i i continued to pray because sometimes in life your prayers are not going to be answered but that doesn't mean that god doesn't love you mm-hmm. and his his plan for you is different than your plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so take me to the part where you walked in your home and you were just devastated and you're like, how am I going to do this? What mm-hmm. am I going to do? And we've talked about this, that it took you a long time of did. grieving. But you said that what helped you is, is reading your Bible. Yes. 24-7 and even yep. listening. Yep. So let's talk about that because if someone's listening and is going through a time of grief Mm -hmm. what would you say to do what helped you so i walked in that night and i sat down and i remember just looking out of these huge windows that face my backyard and i was just what am i gonna do lord i'm (laughs) i'm alone i'm alone now and i i literally just pulled out my pink bible and i had a little book light and i turned it to first john and i just started reading um because the couch my sectional couch in my living room became my bed because i couldn't go back to the master bedroom and so i slept there for months on the couch and every night i'd pull my bible out and i would just read and get my highlighter and get my pen and make notes and ask questions um you know what does this mean? And I would try to find verses that pertain to me. Um, I, I had an Alexa, and she was on the by the window, and I would have her play um, like Christian radio or the Bible, and I would turn the volume all the way down to where I could hear it, but I could still try to close my eyes. I didn't get much sleep, and so I'd fall asleep every night listening to the Bible. And um, I'll just tell you, uh, one night I was so, I was crying. I had cried myself Mm -hmm. to sleep. And I remember I had Alexa all the way down the volume, and it was the Bible. And I had the volume all the way down. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and the volume was all the way up. It it was so loud. It startled me. No. I mean, I. I did not touch you can't the volume. That. No, and so I, I go. That's weird. I turned it all the way down. So I said, "Oh, I told Alexa, Alexa, volume all the way down." You know, and she turned it down. And I tried to close my eyes again, and then it was six o'clock in the morning. The volume went full blast again, and it was Jesus. Um, it was Jesus weeping for Lazarus, and I feel like <laughs> it was right at that very moment that I get woken up about Jesus weeping and it was it hit me like a ton of bricks like I am supposed to listen to this and I sat up like a jack-in-a-box and I listened so intently and I got my Bible out and turned it to the page and I even wrote in my Bible today I wrote I was woken up at 6 a.m. to Jesus weeping to Lazarus it's like God was trying to tell me Kara you got to get up you got. To, you have to stop crying. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that morning. Oh, 
Kara, that's so beautiful. And that's from John chapter 11 when uh, Jesus saw um, Mary weeping over the, her brother Lazarus being you know, dead. And he, Jesus saw her weeping and was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he wept as well. And I just, I, that is so neat that you had that experience. I feel like it was God speaking to you, like you said, and showing you, okay, I, I'm weeping with you. I see your hurt, and I know you're greatly troubled. Yes. But then here's the next part of the story. Okay. What did Jesus do? He raised He raised Lazarus, Lazarus yes. to new life. He yes. gave him new life, and so that is where we are now. Yes. After that experience, you felt like, okay, it's time for my life to start. I need yes. To, it's okay to weep, but it's time to live because you had just quit living. I quit living. Oh, yes. I thought, oh my goodness. I, no, I, quite frankly, <laughs> I had no will to live at all. I yeah. didn't want to live. I, if, if I would have died, I would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't care. That's how broken and mm-hmm. pain, the pain was just unbearable. And so, mm-hmm. but it was in that moment at 6 a.m. that I realized, Kara, you cannot act like this. You're going to have to just get up and try to push through yeah. and with God's help. So what did you do that morning? Did you get up? I went to church. <laughs> was it a Sunday morning? No. If they had mm-hmm. like daily services at the church I was okay. going to. Oh, so wow. they had morning services. Oh, wonderful. And I got up and I got dressed and I went to a 7 o'clock service. Awesome. And, and embraced the God of love yes. who loves you and who will comfort mm-hmm. you through your suffering. Did you feel different? Did you feel like, okay... I felt I can stronger. Do this not yes. because of me, but only through Christ who lives in me. Yes, and I would pray all day, every day, mm. and ask God to please keep Satan away from me. Only bring holy people into my life. Keep all the evil away. Just please, Lord, take care of me. Help me figure out how I'm going to live on my own and do everything on my own and i do that every day all day and did god answer that prayer those prayers he sure did okay so now we're going to talk about the new story this is part of what god will do he will transform our lives you're very young you're in your 30s still so you had more life and god knew it to live so let's talk about the next part of your life tell us about where you met Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill. Yes. Yeah, so I met Bill at the cemetery where Joseph is buried. So after Joseph passed away, I spent a lot of time at the cemetery. At the time, I thought it did help my grieving. Mm-hmm. There were days that I would sit in the cemetery for six hours and just stare over at Joseph's grave and be like, is this really my life? Mm-hmm. How is it possible that he's there? And I would just, I could not comprehend what had happened because it all happened so fast. And I met Bill because Bill's wife passed away last year. Her name was Linda. And um, her uh, grave is 
not too far from where Joseph is. Mm -hmm. And so I would go up there to visit Joseph, and Bill was there, along with like four other guys who had lost their wives as well. So there was like a group of us. Um, And I was introduced to Bill by another gentleman who was there. Mm -hmm. And um, Bill and I just, we became best buddies. And we would, over time, we would, you know, text each other and ask if one of the others was going to the cemetery, and he would go visit Linda, and I'd go visit Joseph, and we'd just kind of talk and with the other people, too, mm-hmm. there. And um, But I remember telling Bill, I said, Bill, <laughs> I just want to be friends, okay, because I have no intention to ever be in another relationship again because I couldn't even fathom Mm -hmm. loving another person again. It just wasn't in my cards or in my mind at all. Mm -hmm. But then I even prayed and told God, please don't let me find another man again. I'm okay living alone. I just just don't ever want to feel this pain again. That's not what God had in store for me because Bill and I, we became best friends and he was grieving too. And we helped each other through the grief and we understood Mm -hmm. each other. We understood the pain that you feel when you lose a spouse because I can honestly say it's not the same as losing your grandma or your mother, even though that's all horrible and it's horrible pain, but to lose your Mm -hmm. husband or to lose your wife, it's a different feeling because I've lost people before and it's not the same yeah and so y'all had each other to talk to and encourage and to pray with is he a strong christian as well yes he is Mm -hmm. he's a baptist yes so god brought y'all together and that's what you want to share is that he never stops loving us and he he knew that you were in pain and you were struggling and bill was in pain and struggling but he also put y'all in that same place. I mean, that is just such a beautiful story. I mean, the fact that y'all would visit the cemetery at the same time. Yes. And we were very close. You could have been, this is a huge cemetery where you would go. So he could have been on the opposite side, but God knew. Mm -hmm. And then you developed a friendship. And then from there, you just knew that this is a man who you wanted to spend the rest of your life with. And here you are. Is it just so surreal? Yes. Looking back that all this is just... Beautiful. Only God could orchestrate something so beautiful. I, that's exactly how I feel because Bill and I would even go to grief share together, mm-hmm. and he would he would pick me up and we'd go and mm. you know, yes. Looking back, to me, this could only happen with God's hand mm-hmm. because the like. I mean, what. I think to myself, how is it even possible that I meet this man at the cemetery? I mean, not everybody goes to the cemetery on a daily basis. Mm -mm. Some people don't even go. That's right. And we both went at the same time. And and this was not planned. Eventually, Mm -hmm. we would plan it. We would text each other and say, hey, are you going up there? But for the longest time, it was just by coincidence that we were both there. Yeah. By God's intervention, he knew. He He had y'all there at the same time. Yes. You would see him and talk I love that I feel like Bill I can honestly say that God allowed Bill to save me Mm -hmm. because I was in a very dark place that I thought how will I ever get out of this how will this pain and I would ask Mm -hmm. God God please make this pain go away Mm -hmm. 
And when I met Bill, the pain subsided. Wow. So he answered your prayer yes, he in did. that way. He did. And you now have a new purpose, a new mm-hmm. destiny, a new relationship. Yes. And new identity in Christ and a new hope. And so you're here to tell everyone out there listening. We've all lost. We've all experienced what it means to lose someone. Yes. But the only way to get through it is with Christ. Yes. You cannot do it on your own. You really can't. And I I have often said, like, how do people get through something so tragic without Jesus? Mm-hmm. It makes me sad to think yeah. that there are people, maybe people out there, trying to get through a horrible time on their own. And for me, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And So you would tell people, if you had one thing to say from what you've experienced mm-hmm. in your life with urgency, what would you tell people right now? I would say, don't give up on God. Trust that His will is greater than your own will and that He loves you and don't turn your back on Him and He will provide. He'll provide for you. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Trust in Him with all your heart. And that's what I would say. I say trust, trust Him and know that He's God. Mm-hmm. And I would tell myself, be still and know. Mm-hmm. And that gave me peace. Yeah. And I would say, pull out your Bible, read the Word, and keep loving Him, even if bad things happen in life. Because, you know, I went through a horrible thunderstorm in my life, and there's a rainbow at the end of that thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Oh, how beautiful. I love rainbows. And yes, you have seen that rainbow, and here you are now, walking in new life. And Thank you for sharing your journey with us and your story. Um, It was just so encouraging, Kara, and I'm so thankful to know you. And I'm so glad that we've become friends and we're going to be able to share. Would you like to close us in prayer? Oh, sure. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for introducing me to Jill and bringing me here today. You've blessed me, Lord, in so many ways, and I owe everything that I have in my life to you, Lord. I could not live this life without you. Thank you for bringing me to the First Baptist Church of Mount Vernon with Beale. We love it here. I feel like it's home. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Real life, real people, real faith, Jesus the center. We